0: I've been trying to go on a walk at least once a day recently. One of my friends goes for a walk for two miles each evening, which is a pretty commendable habit. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but it's worth trying. But whenever I go on walks, I have the pleasure of enjoying a beautiful environment. Here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College in Edmond, Oklahoma, there is just so much beauty. Families live out here. Happy college students are always walking around. There is impressive architecture with Armstrong Auditorium and the Hall of Administration. There is a field house, the John Amos Field House, for athletic events and other activities. And a lot of great architecture, but also landscaping. Flowers, trees, bushes, just lots of greenery everywhere. This does remind me of the importance of a good environment to education. That's something that we really stress is giving us the most pleasant, uplifting environment possible so that we can learn it is so refreshing to go for a walk here on this campus and it is a safe place as well but there is a new feature here on campus that is particularly beautiful in my opinion we affectionately call it the upper pool there is an upper pool and a lower pool it's right next to the Barbara Fleury Memorial Hall in what used to be just an empty field. It's a large pool that we're allowed to swim in. Also, it's been used at the summer youth camp for the teenagers as a water polo court. It, At one end of it has a small waterfall, and it leads out into a much smaller lower pool, And then the water just continues flowing downhill. And eventually, it goes under the road and all the way down to Sperlin Lake, a couple hundred yards away. And then the water is cycled right back up from Sperlin Lake to the upper pool to begin its descent back down to the lower pool and back to Sperlin Lake once again. It is just a lovely area. It's such a pleasure to walk past it and to just stop next to it and and think about it and and admire it. They have really built up the landscaping around there as well. But this is really a wonderful type of something that's really important to us spiritually. The upper pool and the lower pool. Here's what it says in Isaiah 22, verse 9. You have seen also the breaches of the city of David, that they are many, and you gather together the waters of the lower pool. Here in a booklet titled Jerusalem's Temples, Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry writes, the lower pool reveals that the Holy Spirit is flowing now in God's very elect. God's work is powered by the Holy Spirit, not human talent. We must be warring against our own weaknesses to keep that spirit flowing. So we have this lower pool. It is connected to the upper pool. It is a continuation of the upper pool. Both of these pools have great significance. Obviously, both are filled with water, which is a type of the Holy Spirit, as I just mentioned. But these two pools are connected, and they both mean something very important to God's work today. The lower pool is about revelation given to God's man in this end time, in this seventh and final church era. All the truth given to the pcg through mr flurry is typed by this lower pool and as mr flurry writes here in jerusalem's temples the upper pool is a type of the revelation given to god's church through herbert w armstrong all the way up until he died in 1986. so one pool flows into another pool All of this revelation, all of this truth delivered to God's people by the power of God's Holy Spirit, which is typed by water, and it just flows from one to the next. The upper pool of that foundational truth given by Mr. Armstrong flowing into the lower pool of that additional revelation given since 1986. It is all one work. It is all one message. And the truth just keeps building and building and building. I mean, if you think about it, it wouldn't make much sense for the revelation to stop in 1986. We really do respect what God did through Mr. Armstrong. But what if for the last 36 years... There was no new truth at all. What if God didn't show us any new truth from the Bible in all that time? Of course, God wants to give us more. He wants to show us more as we are ready to understand more. There is just an abundance of spiritual truth. You can find it at thetrumpet.com. You can scroll through many dozens of titles in the literature library there, we even went to court to win the copyrights of Mr. Armstrong's core writings, and then all of the writing that Mr. Flurry has done in the last three plus decades, so much additional truth on top of the foundational truth that God revealed through Mr. Armstrong, and it's all one message, it's all one work empowered by God's Holy spirit typed by the upper pool and the lower pool. So much revelation from God through Mr. Armstrong and then from God through Mr. Flurry. This is how God delivers revelation. This is how God delivers truth to people. It's always through one man. It's been that way all through old Testament times where God would send a prophet with a message. And then in the time of the church, where God would use one apostle at a time. Even even when there were multiple apostles, there was still only one chief apostle. And God does open the mind of that man in his Bible study so he can understand new things. The Bible is a coded book. We would have no clue what any of it means if God didn't reveal it. So we are re- very blessed to have the upper pool and the lower pool all flowing together like this. Here's what it says in a couple verses later Isaiah 22, verse 11, the last part of that verse. But you have not looked unto the maker thereof, neither had respect unto him that fashioned it long ago. Mr. Flurry writes in Jerusalem's Temples, too many of God's people aren't looking to the source of all revelation. They no longer know the all-powerful God who reveals all this truth to us. We must become one with God. We are not here to just get all the material we can read. We are here to apply God's word and become unified with him. We absolutely must look to our maker. He is the source of all the revelation that continues to pour into his true church. So, Mr. Flurry is drawing attention to the God who delivers revelation, the God who originates revelation. We have to see God behind the man. It's not about glorifying a man or thinking that what a man has to say is special. The man simply repeats the truth given to him by God. God is the source of all this revelation in the upper pool and in the lower pool. Mr. Flurry writes, where is the source of the two spiritual pools on this earth? God gave revelation to Mr. Armstrong as he was led by the Holy Spirit typed by water. The Philadelphia church of God had a six year court battle with the worldwide church of God through which God gave us the copyrights to the most important writings of Mr. Armstrong. Now we proclaim God's message from the old pool or the upper pool to this world. All of the abundant new revelation for the very elect has come through God's true church today. God's message for the world is delivered by his true church at this time. From the lower pool. God speaks to this world today through new revelation. You can prove through literature where God is speaking now. That's right. You can prove it. In the Trumpet Literature Library at thetrumpet.com is all the proof we need. We can go step by step through everything that Mr. Armstrong established in the church back when he was alive. And we can go through everything that Mr. Flurry has added to that. And of course, God working in those men. And we can go step by step and prove it all true. It obviously starts with, does God exist? Then we go to the fact that the Bible is true. The Bible is the only book that even dares to claim to speak for God. That's the book we should start with to try to figure out where is God speaking to mankind. Once we figure out that the Bible is true, we can start unlocking all the mysteries of the Bible. Mr. Armstrong wrote an incredible book, Mystery of the Ages. In that book, he explained the truth about who and what is God. He showed the entire spirit realm. He taught about angels and demons and how there's a spiritual war raging all the time. And really the top prize being fought for is your mind. Every day, a war is being waged for control of your mind. God wants to free your mind. Satan wants to enslave your mind. There are obviously different broadcasts. Ephesians 2, verse 2 shows that Satan is a master broadcaster. And because we have carnal human nature... Naturally, we are tuned in to Satan's broadcast and we have to work. We have to go to war mentally and spiritually to tune out that broadcast and tune in to God's broadcast. Mr. Armstrong wrote about the mystery of the human mind. What man is, why we exist, what is our purpose Civilization itself. How do we get to this point? How do we have so many awe-inspiring technological advancements and yet multiplying, crippling, deadly problems? Why the paradox? Mr. Armstrong explained crucial truth about Israel. Ultimately, the entire Bible is a book about Israel. So you might be wondering, what does that have to do with me? What if I don't think I'm part of Israel? Why should I care what the Bible has to say? Mr. Armstrong explained it all. He showed how God started the world with one man. That didn't work out so well. Adam chose to rebel. And ever since, the whole world has been cut off from God's way. So then God narrowed the scope and he started a nation through one man, a man who actually obeyed him, who actually did pass the test of obedience. Abraham obeyed God and God blessed him and blessed his descendants. Even though the nation of Israel anciently failed because they didn't have the power of God's Holy Spirit, they still did receive a lot of blessings. Ultimately those blessings were delayed though until the last couple hundred years, and we can find nations on earth that fit with Bible prophecies of God fulfilling his promises to Abraham. Those nations are on earth today, and it's extremely important you know where they are. We have Mr. Armstrong's book available to you for free at thetrumpet.com, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. Mr. Armstrong showed that God does not play favorites. He tried to work with the whole world. That didn't work out. He tried to work with one nation. That didn't work out either. And then God moved on to working with his one true church. And truly, a lot of the time that hasn't even worked out. Even though members of the church have access to God's Holy Spirit, they have the power necessary to follow God and fully obey God, even that hasn't worked out a lot of the time. But the church is still here. There is one, and you can find it. You can find where God is speaking today. And again, it's just crucial to understand that. The fact is, all of us, one day, will become Israel, whether we are physically connected to Abraham or whether we are spiritually connected to Abraham. Jesus Christ was a descendant of Abraham. He is going to bring salvation to all mankind. The the truth about Israel is not racist. Every race will be represented. Every person, regardless of race or sex or background will be given a chance at salvation. It started with Israel. Israel was supposed to be an example to the world and it just didn't work out. And God knew it wouldn't work out, but that's to show us the need for the Holy Spirit. Mr. Armstrong taught all of this. This is all in one book, mystery of the ages. Finally, Mr. Armstrong taught the truth about the kingdom of God. What about the kingdom of God? Is it something set up in our hearts? Is it something that's already here? Are we already born again? Mr. Armstrong showed that the kingdom of God is not in heaven, but it will actually come down and be on earth. Mr. Armstrong showed that the kingdom of God is already here on earth, in embryo, not yet born, but it's here on earth through the church today. This is all foundational truth. Mr. Armstrong also showed the correct government structure. He showed the importance of law keeping. He established the foundational truth in God's church. God used him to do this. This revelation poured out toward the end of his life. Mr. Armstrong realized that the world is held captive. Satan has enslaved the whole world. And yet so many people don't even believe Satan exists. They think they're doing just fine. And it just shows the power of the devil to shackle people to sin and addiction. Since that time, since 1986, when Mr. Armstrong died, God had to move on. Mr. Armstrong's successors rebelled, God moved to a new work, but really it's a continuation of the work done by Mr. Armstrong, and since 1989, God has been using Mr. Flurry, and we've learned so much more. We've learned why God allowed his church to go off track and how God would warn them and show them the way to turn back to him. We have seen in advance that God would give us the court case victory to obtain the copyrights to Mr. Armstrong's writings. We know a whole lot about what is going on in the world today thanks to revelation given by God through his man. It's the upper pool and the lower pool flowing together, the Holy Spirit flowing in God's work. The truth just continuing to pour out from God. Here's what it says in Psalm 36, verses eight and nine. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house, and you shall make them drink of the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light. In this article, Gihon Spring, The Fountain of God, from the Royal Vision of May, June 2012, Mr. Fleury writes, This is the fountain of light, or spring of life. With God is a continual river of pleasures. There is no real life other than this. We have just a chemical existence, but it's not life in many ways. It is a pathetic experience that God has let man go through to have life. We must tap into this spiritual spring. God gives us access to real exciting, bubbling spring life. That's talking about the Gihon spring, the upper and lower pool. That's about the Gihon spring. The Gihon Spring is fresh, pure water. It's living water. It is our access to God's Holy Spirit and all the truth that flows into his church. And it is the power that we need, the truth that we need to keep moving forward. Anciently, King Hezekiah of Judah Tunneled through solid rock to divert the Gihon spring inside the city walls. That way the people could drink and the Assyrians surrounding them would not be able to get access to that spring. It was hard work to tunnel through all that rock. You can go through Hezekiah's tunnel today. It is long. It is narrow it is very short, (laughs) not a lot of room to, to squeeze through, but that tunnel is still there. And it shows the type of effort we should make in our own lives to strive to get to that water source, that upper pool and lower pool, that pure living water, that abundant, happy life. Isaiah 12 verse 3 talks about The wells of salvation, which really should be the spring of salvation. Mr. Flurry wrote, this is the spring of salvation and tapping into it brings sheer joy. Even if you're in a trial, you still have that joy. You learn to rejoice in that trial because you know what God is doing. He's giving you real life just as he has. That is what God wants to give to people in this world but they're not to that stage yet. But reaching the world is what it's all about. God loves those people. Today they are not listening to him, but he is not going to give up on them. He wants a family. He created those people, and he wants to give them real life forevermore. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work, Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.